They're headed east on 72nd towards the park. He's a New York cop with a nose for trouble. He's taking the scenic route. A knack for making enemies. And a talent for beating the odds. On a good day, he's a great cop. On a bad day, he's the best there is. Oh, what yeah, but you got a triple A card? push record yeah it's it's recording now okay i wanted that to be the first thing i said i'm just here to talk oh no i didn't get that part though oh i'm just here to talk there you go <laughs> got another recut for you um edit it and send it out <clears throat> so i guess maybe just because we watched it so many times as kid or when we were younger or like in middle school Was, or whatever that i yeah i, I don't remember <laughs> thinking that the stakes were as serious as they actually were until what this is the first time I've watched it probably in a couple of years. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I was struck at how incredibly serious certain things were that I didn't think were serious. Like for example, the first bombing, the thing that starts the whole movie, that department store bombing, um, mm-hmm. if this is supposed to be happening in the summer and so school's out and all that kind of stuff. And then there's this department store that has... No, it's not in the summer because school's in session, remember? Because he puts the bomb in the Oh, school. yeah, you're right. No, it is. School is in session. But, like, school has just started, though. That's the thing. Like, it's, okay. it's summer coming into fall and school has just started. Because <laughs> the department store has the signs that say that back-to-school sale. And mm. it looks pretty busy and then it explodes. And so in my mind... And it's early morning, too. And so in my mind, I think they're, like, we're possibly families in there maybe even kids getting stuff last minute before going to school. And, and I find that funny too, because you find that Simon, funny. <laughs> well, no, think about it. It's like, yeah, back to school sale and that bloke. Well, not funny. Isn't like I'm a psychopath. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a little contradictory as well, because obviously there had to be kids and or parents and, you know, you know, families in there. Yeah. And at, at later on in the movie, Simon says, I'm a soldier, not a monster. That's right. Like, yeah. You, blew up a whole department store dude like that's monster like no you're pretty you're pretty jacked up <laughs> mind you i mean like you know the, the targets were like because they were apparently they were initially working they were terrorists for hire so they were working for like a group in iran that wanted to like cripple the u.s economy i guess hence like originally wanting to blow up the gold so like everything they attacked they attacked a department store they attacked uh a train station near wall street you know, it was they, all economical based around yeah, money, around that kind of thing. But still, system. like there were still people at the store, and it just—I don't know why—but watching it, I just remember thinking, "That's awful." <laughs> and then, like, yeah, I mean, for the sake of the movie, they move past it very quickly. But it's still—I don't know. I just—it—it it, it made me feel really bad <laughs> for like the first fifteen minutes. Mm. Definitely a morbid way to start a film. Start with that song, you know, hot time, summer in the city, back of my neck getting burned and gritty. I'm like, yeah, this is kind of catching and a whole <laughs> bottom floor of a building blows up. I'm like, oh, my God, this is worse than the Pixar movies. I was like, Jesus. It's also, but, it's one of those things. Was, like, you know, go ahead. Was, 
was this the V? Going back to it, we watched this on VHS because that's what we had it on. Yeah. Back in the day, was this one of the movies that we burned up, or was it Jurassic Park? I know one of those VHSs we burned up because we watched it so much. I think it was it was this Jurassic Park and uh, um, the Fifth Element that we we screwed yeah. up the tapes because we watched it so much. We were big Bruce Willis fans when we were younger, surprisingly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, it. I don't know. Like I just I remember like being that wasn't like something. I mean, because we were younger, so we didn't like think about like the real world possible consequences of what was happening in the film um and yeah. it's also kind of weird to watch now too because especially now that I've, I've lived up here as long as i have and i've been to new york several times and and i've been around a lot of those areas and i see how busy it is or like you know how just how you know the everyday like you know comings and goings are like there's a lot of people there so you think about this is what happened in the movie but if it happened in real life and then there's like a crowd of people and i just think this is horrible You'd um, all be dead. <laughs> or or the, the other one, the other thing too is like, you know, obviously now it's like one of these pre 9-11 New York based movies that you sort of like look for that brief cameo of the Twin Towers. Cause they oh were... yeah, they had a straight shot of it too on the skyline. It was oh like, yeah. Th- it was them centered up on the camera. It was just like, that was, I mean, that was, it was one thing that New York was known for was the Twin Towers. It was like, that was part of the skyline. That was a big part of it. So it was in like a lot of those movie shots and stuff. That was kind of something that showed you. Besides the Empire State Building, it was the Twin Towers that showed you, hey, we are on location yeah. in New York. Well, they, they even so. use it as a reference, like not 9-11, obviously, because it hadn't happened yet, but the uh, the World Trade Center bombings in, I think it was like uh-huh. 92 or 93, because um, when yep. they, they're faking being the, uh, the city engineer's office to come and clean up at the Wall Street station, the one cop... Rudy is talking to him and he was like, you guys must have seen like the world trade trade center. You saw what a mess that was. And yeah. all references at the time that made sense. But now, especially it's sort of like, uh... yeah, it's like, uh, it's a little sensitive. I mean, too soon. No, not at all. No, I mean, like, it was bo- I'd say not too soon, but it's just like, it's weird to look back on older films like that and just be like, ah, there's such a much better reference nowadays, but that hadn't happened yet. So it's weird to kind of watch those and be like, especially with a lot of older films, it's like, like just seeing the world trade centers in the film, you're just like, God, this is, this is a relic. You know, this is, those aren't around anymore. So, yeah. So one thing, like you mentioned, like the being a Bruce Willis fan and you think of just like all these Bruce Willis action films and stuff. But I, the one thing that I I was thinking of, uh, especially since you were mentioning the other, the first two Die Hard films is that, this movie, it's like the first Die Hard. He was like, you know, supposed to be just like a regular cop. He's like visiting his estranged wife and in L.A. and because he's from the Christmas movie ever. Yeah, yeah, because he's from New York. And then um, Die Harder, the second one, is they're a bit, they're somewhat happier together, and they just happen to be in the middle of this airport thing. Um, I don't know if they were happier together, Andrew. I, I think mean, they like, were working on it. He was, yeah, they were working on it though. But like in this movie, they're not. Like it's been mm-hmm. a year since they talked, and like when we first see him in the movie, he's like hung over out of his mind. Fuck. <laughs> like he is, like I he, now having as an adult going back to like you know watching this as a kid as opposed to watching this as an adult, having been severely hung over several times since watching this as a kid when I see him hung over in the back of that police van, it just like, it hits me in the gut. It, just... it hurts you too. You're just like, Oh, I've been there. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Like, I know what that feels like. Oh, 
yeah. Yeah, but it, like I don't know. It's 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 like the one of the. I was looking at like old trailers, and one of them, the tagline was that you know on a on a good day he's a great great cop, and on a bad day he's the best cop there is. And it is kind of that weird super cop thing that he's like. I mean, it's a, it's a part of the film, and like it's a part of like what makes it a, so appealing is that he's he is on the one hand this like regular guy, like he's having these marital problems, and he's like hungover, and he's like just you know light, he's suspended. But he's also like, he gets the crap kicked out of him in this movie, and he's still going. Like that's probably one of my better best scenes I can remember of Bruce Willis is him like running through the ship towards the end of the movie, and he's like got his whole like right arm just like just cut dripping. up from going down that cable, and it's just dripping. It's like, like they even panned in close on it, and yeah, you can he, see it dripping from his hand. It's he's not like, even Jesus he's Christ. not even using it. Like he's sort of like leaning on it because it's it's like obviously cut up and injured, and he's he's got the gun in his underhand, and he's just like that arm is hanging and bleeding, and it just like it's on the one hand it's kind of sick, but also you're kind of thinking he shouldn't be able to do this, but he's doing mm-hmm. it. I'd be crying like a little baby if that was me. I'd be just like, God, kill me now. That would suck. <laughs> God, that would oh. So yeah, my, he literally gets the because there's that one who's that big German Targo. guy or whatever, Targo. He's like throwing them into shipping containers. I'm like, those are very hard metal. They don't give at all. Like that's gonna break ribs or something at least. And it's just like he's just throwing around like a rag doll. I'm like, God Almighty, he's getting the crap beat out of him. Mm-hmm. And he still gets up and somehow beats the man with chains and calls him <laughs> Lurch or whatever from <laughs> Adam's family. family. I'm just like, all right. So that's what... one thing I think I always liked about the Die Hard movies, and especially Bruce Willis's character. Yeah, he could be serious, and he could be this action hero that you know do all the manly things, kick ass, and you know, you know, kill terrorists and everything. But he always had these kind of great one-liners or these lines and stuff that he said. I was just like, that's funny. Like he's kind of like that smartass, you know. And I, being a smartass myself, I can appreciate that from the from, from him playing that character. I like it so much, and I'm just like, yeah. I give a smart ass comment that I'm I'm Bruce Willis from Die Hard with a Vengeance. Not really, <laughs> but I like to think I am in my own head. So but that's that's kinda like watching this film also like kinda made me angry about the fourth and fifth one. Uh which I refuse to acknowledge because here's the thing, like I was the gonna fir- say, do we have to go there, Andrew? You do said really series, so they're gonna come up. So here's the thing, like the, right. the the first three movies, but Die Hard with a Vengeance, I think especially because it was um the first Die Hard was directed by John McTiernan. The mm-hmm. second one, I think, was directed by somebody else, and then then John came back for the third. John one. came back for the the third one, and they the 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 one thing that I remember like hearing about or reading about was that they talked about how they, you know, they 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 this guy was like, he's like a, a good he's very good at his job, especially when he doesn't want to be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and that's like kind of the big sort of selling point of it. And that that works in the first one and the third one. It it works to a degree. I think it still works in the second one, even though they kind of super copped it up a bit. Um, but then the fourth, what? It's live free or die hard. And then yeah. the fifth one is like another good day to die hard or some crap like that. Like they just like 
forgot. I don't even remember the title of the fifth one, to be honest. Yeah, but they, they forgot all of like the regular man stuff and turned it back into like it's just straight like he's a, an invincible super cop who yes gets a little injured but is still going. Like even the premises, like the premises, the premise of the fifth one is that he literally finds out through a a police department contact that his son is like doing some kind of ops crap in Russia and blindly goes to Russia to find his son and through various you know, just unlikely circumstances stumbles upon his son and everything that's going on. Like, yeah, it's so well, contrived. That's kind of the thing too. The first three, it's just about him really and his wife. They mentioned the kids. Yeah. And so you understand that he does have a family. And so that's why he's still working, still putting up with the bullshit of being a cop. No, I, I do like that. I do like that. They like, it's still about his family to a degree, but they just, yeah. it, it feels like they, they take too I mean, the far of a one leap. I can understand fourth one i can understand because i have a daughter myself and so like it's that one's about his daughter i mean she gets taken captive by the main bad yeah, guy but it's still just it's so super copy. who in his right own mind is just a glorified nerd with a grudge yeah it's just it's couldn't so, get on tumblr or whatever my, my problem is is that it's also super like i still like if they're on and there's nothing else on i will watch them because there's like i watch the fourth one there's a the few one. good action set pieces but it's just it's so super copy and dumb Whereas like the first three, are just I don't know. It's it's also kind he's of just a, a nor- he's he's kind of a normal guy that's got some good cop detective skills that gets put in bad situations again yeah. and again. <laughs> it's <laughs> he's also just like, it's a nostalgia thing I'm too. Because like, <laughs> like even like you know the the extreme things that happen in the first three movies are, are are extreme, but they recognize that they're extreme and they don't go past that. Like you know in Die Hard with a Vengeance, like one of the bigger set pieces is that he finds the bomb on the train throws it out the back window right before it explodes, and then it knocks Blows that train out the, the train tracks. station. Yeah. He, he barely survives, but he does, and they, they make references. Like, that you see him, like, being cared for by EMTs, and he's talking about how he can't hear too good because he was so close, and, like, he was hurt. Like, you know, it's not like he just came away scot-free. Yeah, Whereas, or like know, him and Samuel L. Jackson repelling not by choice yeah <laughs> after the truck fell off the bridge and they get the crap onto a metal shipping container i'm just like i mean realistically the fact they that they both rolled died. over and yeah oh yeah oh yeah they would have been several i mean severe contusions in the body i mean not to get medical or anything but they would have been fucked up like really badly whereas and then it's just they just roll over and hop off the thing. And I'm like, no, <laughs> but see that even then, like it's all extreme, but we're seeing them get beat up and there's evidence of them getting beat up. So you kind of, even though it's an extreme and it's an, it's an extreme and that story that you can accept. Whereas in live for your die hard, it is really hard for me to accept the whole scene where he's in a rig trying to get away from a fighter jet that is firing missiles at him and then explodes and then he has that whole scene where he exp- the, everything explodes. He jumps out of the rig. I think at one point he's actually on and the fighter jet. And slides down the freeway or something. He's on the yeah, fighter no, jet. Yeah. And then it crashes and he slides down the freeway. And I'm like, no. Like, this is this, this is too much. It's too much. I can't do it. <clears throat> yeah. It takes it a little too far. That's And the fourth and fifth ones, I think they take it a little too far. You were right. You know, it's my my extent of disbelief for the first three can kind of be put aside because I'm like, no, you know, I can, this stuff could happen. He could, because he's John McClane, he could survive this. Fourth and fifth one, I'm just like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> no. You're going to Chernobyl in the fifth one with radiation? Fuck off. Like, uh, no. There's just no way. But see, that's how I like to split the series up. 
it's the first three, it's John McClane with hair. And then the four and five, John McClane without. <laughs> That's how I know. So if it's on, I'm just like, is he bald? Okay, I don't want to watch this one. I don't know. I just, in my mind, it's a, it's a trilogy. Like, it, I really just think it exists so perfectly with the first three films. It's because then they like, we remember, like, I think because they started, like, when DVD box sets started becoming a big thing, they sold, like, the Die Hard trilogy box set. And I'm, yeah, and it was the first three. And I, I'm pretty sure either we had it or I had it. I think, I think we got it for dad and we just kept stealing it. But like, we got it for dad. He never watched it and kept it in the plastic. And then we just eventually <laughs> unwrapped it and watched it. <laughs> But yeah, like, which he still does with movies, by the way. I'm not surprised. Although he does check before Christmas every year, just to be like, "All right, just in case which ones are missing, just yeah. in case people are gonna pull stuff on him." That was still the funniest thing ever. I that was the greatest prank to pull on Dad. Well, the best thing about it was that not only was it a great prank to pull on him, but it worked two years in a row. Yes, and and I think the first year it was. Was it your idea or mom's idea? I don't remember. Mom was in on it for both of them, but it was just great. The first year it was mom's idea. And the second year, the second year I said, let's do it again because he won't notice. And he, I mean, he caught on more quickly after opening them, but he still did not notice for a few minutes. And then after that that, classic line, he said, oh, I've always wanted to watch this. Like, yeah, you could have all year. (laughs) (laughs) And, And yeah, I think he's like, he's checked him ever since. But oh yeah, no, he keeps tabs on him now. I I was just, we were just up there yesterday for Mother's Day with mom, and uh, yeah, he's all the ones that are still in the cellophane wrapper are on their own section. I'm just like, okay, he's keeping better track now, so I can't pull this one on him. He's getting smart in his old age. Yeah. So, I uh, I mean, there's tons of other things that I want to bring up and talk about in terms of Die Hard with a Vengeance, but I'm I'm curious what. What do you remember about I was trying to remember like why we watched it so much like was it just because that we had a VHS of it was it did we actually like it uh, cuz we also like you said we burned up the other tapes like Jurassic Park and Fifth Element so I was I was trying to remember like why we watched it so damn much and like well, what I the think circumstances part of it was were. dad was big into it you know I I know he had watched the first and second ones I don't know with you or whatever but the third one came out and he had actually bought it and was like, Oh, it's the third one, you know, and it's just like, okay, you know, cool. So we watched it with him, but then while we kept watching it, I know for me, it was the comedy aspect of it, especially Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's character. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's, you kind of see this a lot with a lot of older Samuel L. Jackson's characters that he played in earlier movies he plays that. I mean, take a look at Pulp Fiction. He's a black man, obviously. And he's kind of, I don't want to say racially agitated, but I mean, it, that's kind of what it is. That's a big part of his character is the race thing. And in this one, too. Oh, it when definitely he first comes is. In and he has his, his nephews there. You know, he's just like, you know, and who's going to help us? Ourselves. Who do yeah. we not want to help us? White, white man. And so it's just like. I get that from his character. Well, no, I mean, Which, that, that was, don't that, get me wrong. That's a great thing to play up as well. Cause it's just well, like, it was, it was part of the, it was part of the original story. And so like, you know, they hired Sam to come on and he actually, <clears throat> to prepare, like he, he read a bunch of like stuff written by and written about Malcolm X and like, you know, yeah. kind of got into that mindset. Cause that was definitely who like, you know, in nineties Harlem, like especially coming off New York in the seventies and eighties, like that's, you know, all those like sort of stories and ideas about 
how racially charged Harlem and those areas of New York were. That comes from that time period. So it makes complete yeah. sense. Yeah, no, it was he was he played a great character for the role, especially teaming up with John McClane, this white cop who's so gung ho and kind of just, you know, carefree at the wind and stuff. He's very apprehensive to work with him. At first, you know, he's just like, you know, as Simon says, you and the Samaritan and <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson character is like, nah. No, that's a white man <laughs> nah. with white problems. That's- that's a white man with white man problems. But here's here's I get in between this. This is something I made a note about was that it's those were those were already a thing that were an issue then or had been an issue, and now uh-huh. especially today, like you th- like because you think about like his there's that scene where they're in the the precinct and and he's stormed off and and John asks him you know why why'd you help me like you know during the initial scene when they first met, he's like you know why why did you even do that and he's like I didn't I just prevented a cop from getting killed in Harlem. If we have one white cop getting killed today in Harlem, we've got a thousand white cops uh, cops tomorrow with all with itchy trigger fingers, and it's yeah. it's a similar sort of argument and situation, you know, both, you know, like that is very real. That's you know, like into like with the whole like with Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff today. Like it's that's very very real. It was real then too, but it's like real for different reasons now. But it's. It's yeah, kinda, everyone's on edge. It's just but it, like, okay, yeah, what's, what's going to be the match that starts the fire? That but kind so, of thing, it, so it was kind of, it's kind of weird. If you know the history, then like it makes a little more sense. But it, it's, it's kind of like one of those things where you like, you know, because we're all, our heads are so much more on what's going on now that you watch that from this film from like 20 years ago and you think, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's strange to look back on it and be just like, wow, you know, it's. This was how many years ago? 20, 25 years ago when this movie came out or something? And it's just like, things aren't that much different nowadays. I mean, the there's certain key points that are different, but it's yeah, it all pretty much stems back to the same. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I will say, though, it's, it, it's sort of like it's cla- – at this point, like, you know, especially like 20-plus years later, this is classic Samuel L. Jackson – like, you know, this is around the time period of Pulp Fiction and, like, you know, a lot of other, like, these sort of, like, iconic roles that he did in the 90s. And, the strong black man role, which, I mean, he yeah. does very well. But so. seeing but and so it's but seeing that in, like, so seeing him in that mold, but also <laughs> seeing it in the sort of, like, because like, this is basically almost a buddy cop movie, except, you know, his Zeus isn't a cop, but it's still that sort of same format. Which is new yeah. for Die Hard. Like this is not what the first two movies were. The first true two movies because were the first John. two it was just John McClane. And so now we got John and Zeus. And it's I don't know. Like I I always think about <laughs> the uh, when they steal the cab and they drive through Central Park, and like that whole sequence is pretty much sums up their partnership. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it. There's he says. <laughs> uh, like at one point, McLean says, "I know what I'm doing," and Zeus says, "Not even God knows what you're doing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tree, 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 McLean. Yeah, jump over back onto the street. It's it's just it's oh, it's so good. They are so good together in this movie. Yeah. Well, because they'd been. Pulp Fiction was before this. Yes, but they didn't have any, obviously. But they didn't have any scenes together. And then, right, I don't think they were. Yeah, they no, were. And they were in something else, together. but that also didn't have any scenes. Like because there was like it was like one of the like the trivia bits that they like used to promote this movie was that 
Sam Jackson and uh, Bruce Willis had been in films together, but they had never been on screen together. And this is the first time they'd like actually like were on screen together. And I don't know. I, I, I love seeing the two of them. Like that was, that was always kind of a thing that I thought like I would have been okay with in the newer diehard films is that they, they actually reached back to stuff that just wasn't McLean. Like if they reach back to Sam Jackson's character or if they yeah. reach back to, uh, Oh balls. What's his name? Um, he was Carl Winslow on the family matters show. Oh yeah. He's oh, in the yeah. first the two films. Uh, uh, Reginald Bill Johnson. That's the actor's name. And I'm trying to, yeah, he played uh, Al Powell. That's his name. Al Powell, who like even then, like in those films, he's he's never on screen with McLean. He just in the first one he talks to him on the phone, and the second one he has like a brief cameo. Yeah, but it's I don't know. I felt like like if the the newer films had like references to that, it would have been cool, and I would have been like more okay with them. But I don't know. Whatever. That would have been better. But I feel like the newer films four and five were trying to take the series in another direction. Oh, they're just like trying you to make said, money. Trying, well, they're trying to make money, but they're trying to be like McLean's a super cop. And, and like you said earlier, it's just like, nah, I mean, it's they for basically, this series, they basically how the series just, is gone. They should have just called them, them paychecks one and two for Bruce Willis. I mean, it's... Well, it's basically... I, I can see Bruce Willis gets the script from his agent. He's just like, hey, they're doing another Die Hard. And Bruce is like, sure. <laughs> 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 Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a big fan of five. Like, to to list them out, and I'll ask you what your list too, what what your list is as well. Like, to number them, the original Die Hard, great movie. That's my number one of the series. My number two of the series has to be Die Hard Three with a Vengeance. I like that one just a little bit more, partly because of Samuel L. Jackson's character, because they have that kind of buddy cop thing. Yeah, it's 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 fun to see, and I think they do a really good job with it specifically Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson working together. I, I like that that tandem duo that they have. I think it's really good. Two, Die Hard, Die Harder comes in at number three, and then that's where my list stops. I mean, I, I put four there only for the cameo of Kevin Smith as the warlock, just because I like Kevin Smith, and he's got some pretty funny lines. Oh, you, you a fan of the Fed? And he's just like, yeah, Star Trek, right? And, <laughs> it's great. It's just watching Kevin Smith just like have brain aneurysm is it's hilarious. So who is this guy? Five, I don't even count. Yeah. Did you bring a cop? Did you, did you bring a cop into my lair? Yeah, I, I would I kinda I do my ordering the same. Like I, I, I love the first one. Uh after that, it's really close after that actually is uh Yeah, the second um, and third one are really Vengeance. close, but I think and the I second think the third one comes. Well no, I, I'm I'm saying I'm saying the 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 first movie is first, with the vengeance right. is second, but it's very close to the first because they're they're very different movies. Really? I, okay. Yeah. I, I ooh, excuse me. Um, I I I like like the first Die Hard is very much like this like man against the rest like it's it's very much that like sort of like solo hero like you know doesn't want to be the hero wrong place wrong time kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I I love it for that. It's so good as that. With the vengeance is more of like. Like a buddy cop, like it's like a very different kind of of movie, and I, yeah. I it's really good as that kind of movie, and um, yeah, it I definitely just, rejuvenated the series, I think. Yeah, but so I I would say it's it's second, but it's very close to the first Die Hard, and then a little further behind is Die Harder, 
I mean, I still like it and I enjoy it, but it's it's still it's like it doesn't compare to the first the those two. And then like yeah. yeah, like I don't even if I were to rank if I were to rank all five, then I would say fourth movie is fourth and fifth movie is fifth. But yeah, I just I was not a big fan of the fifth one. I just I just couldn't like I've watched it a couple times, but. I've watched it probably once all the way through. And then the other times I just watched parts of it. And I'm just like, I can't watch any more of this. <laughs> I, I just can't do it. Like I, my brain just is just screaming at me. What are you doing? Why do you hate yourself? So I, I just can't watch it. And yeah. The fourth one, the fourth one has its good points. It has its great one liners from, from Bruce Willis's character, even Justin Long's character on occasion. But there are still points in that movie where Justin Long's character says things. And I'm just like, as a fellow nerd, someone who enjoys computers and stuff like that as well, I want to punch you and then strangle you until you turn blue like a Smurf. <laughs> I, I can't stand his character sometimes. I'm just like, dude, come on. <laughs> but speaking of the second one, like I, I put more so – the first one for me in my list stands alone on its own. It's, that's a clear number one. Well, the vengeance is second, obviously, but I don't put it as close as you probably do, mm-hmm. just because number one stands out on its own so more, so much and so well. Like that's it. It deserves the top spot, and no one else comes close to it. Yeah. For with a vengeance and then Die Harder, the second one, those are close to me, but I do like that buddy cop system a lot more, and that's why it's got the number two spot. But I do like Die Harder because I don't know if you remember, it was your old friend from junior high or was it high school i can't remember the guy that you ran cross country with that ate like two bowls of cereal a day and didn't gain a pound he was a skinny lanky guy he used to live in our neighborhood elias no not elias the other guy with long curly hair or whatever um glasses Uh, i can't remember his name for the life of me i have no idea who you're talking about he came over a couple times and brought over his playstation or his playstation 2 and he had the die harder video game on it and I remember staying up with you guys and playing that. I remember asking you, Andrew, please, I won't say anything. I won't embarrass you in front of your friends. I just want to play this game. And, like, that's that's kind of why the two, the two Die Hard with a Vengeance and Die Hard are so close to me because I remember playing that video game where you're you're going through the airport shooting guys and stuff, and it's just like that, you know, that's I another thing I literally have like no so memory of this whatsoever. Are you serious, man? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. When okay, so I you're saying he high, had that he had the Mega Man game and something else I don't remember. But I mean, you said I ran cross country with the guy that I ran cross country in high school and nobody. Wait, do you mean it, Matt? It was, uh, no, not not the weird little short guy. No, not him. Okay. Um, no, okay, it must have been junior high then. Skinny, lanky dude with glasses Skinny, and lanky dude with glasses, long hair. Jeremiah. Yes, I did. Okay, maybe it was him, but he did not run cross country. <laughs> I just remember he was really skinny, and lanky. I just assumed he ran cross country with the rest of you. That is true, but he people. did like he had like the the metabolism of an amoeba. Like he would like just go through yeah. food and not. He ate. I remember you telling me he ate two bowls of cereal in the morning. I'm like him. Yeah, he like barely has an ounce of body fat on him. I'm Fun like, fact about him. I like I ran into him like I think later on in high school because at that point I was going to a different high school. And obviously he gained a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. He finally caught up with you, huh? Yeah. Oh, it was pretty bad. Welcome to fat life. 
okay, were it must, warm it must and comfortable. Have been, yeah, it must have been him because otherwise I was like trying to remember like what the hell you were talking about. Oh, yeah, because I remember he came over a couple times to do like a sleepover or something, and it basically turned into all night. Yeah, he brought, like, he brought his PlayStation and we'd like play games all night. Yeah. Yeah, I remember he had some. I remember this back in the days when he had Blockbuster and he had some way of copying the discs from Blockbuster. So he had like Mega Man, Die Hard, Metal Gear Solid, and all these games. I was like, this is so cool. And he's like, yeah. I stole them all. I'm like, what? Because <laughs> I remember looking at him and I was like, hey, where's Die Hard when I wanted to play? And he's like, uh, it's the third sleeve. Because he had that big binder, remember, of all yeah, the games right. and stuff. And he was like, it's the third sleeve, the fourth disc. And I was like, I don't see it. And he's like, oh, it's it's. I didn't write it on there. I'm like, yeah, these are all like blank discs, dude. And he's like, yeah, I stole them all. I'm like, okay. And that was how I got introduced to the world of stealing <laughs> games and things off the internet. Yeah, but no, you don't remember playing the Die Hard game? I may like. I'm trying to think now that I remember him. I'm. I maybe the the classic part we could not get past in. I think it was the hardest difficulty. I remember was the escalator part in the airport because he had like four guys up at the top with automatics, and all we had because we blew through all of our ammo it was, like was the freaking pistol. Yeah, I'm just like this is this is impossible. I remember you tried it. I tried it. And Jeremiah finally did it with five rounds left and like 20% health. I'm just like, if the next bad guy sneezes on us, we're going to die. But he made it past that part. And sure enough, there's a checkpoint and health packs at the top. And I'm just like, this God. Is completely unrelated. Me. But since you, you were mentioning the PlayStation, what this does remind me of, and around that same time was when, because I don't think we, we didn't, he brought his, we didn't have one. And like we, I think like we uh-huh. begged and begged and like mom and dad got us one for like Christmas one year. And we dis- yeah. we discovered it. And we broke into it and started playing Metal Gear Solid before Christmas, and we got in a shitload of trouble. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, they were having some kind of, like, mom and dad were having some kind of, like, dinner or meeting or something with somebody. And so while they were busy in the living room, we were in their room playing the game. And I, yeah, because remember... that's when they used to hide our Christmas gifts in the closet in a black trash bag. It's like, okay, we know what that is. I just I remember thinking like, we are so gonna get caught for this. There's no way we're we're gonna hide this. But I really want to play this right now, and I don't care. So we just opened it and started playing, and mm-hmm. they, they were furious. Well, you remember when they walked in the room and found us doing it? And I instantly pointed to you and said it was your idea. <laughs> I instantly threw you under the bus. I was just like, nope, nope. <laughs> It was probably easy for you too because I was probably a dick and didn't let you play or didn't let you play all that much, but and you just like had to sit there and watch. Well, I remember you were playing and I would kind of be like, no, 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 go left, go left, and you're just like, you sure? I'm like, yeah, 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 go left, and we end up dying. And you're just like, good job, idiot. I'm like, well, I don't know. You don't let me play the game, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know that classic argument between yeah. brothers. So. I just I don't have any memory of the Die Hard game, but I, I I I mean you're probably right. I just I don't know why I don't remember that. It just it got, was it got deleted at some point. Uh, well, you know, memory memory is valuable and rare nowadays. We got to make make space, clear here's, out some RAM. Speaking of memory, here's one thing I was thinking of is because we had the the diehard VHS and those other VHSs, and I one thing I was remembering thinking about it was that in addition to watching those films again and again and again, you they had those VHS you know set up to where like before the actual movie started, you had to go through like a few minutes of previews stuff oh, yeah. that was coming out in theaters or stuff that was coming out on like video, like, you know, later on. Uh-huh. And so there were ads for all these other movies that I remember seeing all the damn time that I don't think I ever actually saw. And one, and I, I couldn't remember the name of it, but I remembered who was in it and I found it. 
and maybe you remember this was the, it was a a, a a trailer for a movie uh with denzel washington and russell crowe in which uh it was called virtuosity and basically russell crowe was this like computer program he was like a composite of various serial killers used to train cops and he breaks yes, out of the system and now. into the yeah. real world and like denzel washington was a cop who was like tasked with tracking him down um mm-hmm. yeah like i've still never to this day i've seen that movie but i remember it because we saw that trailer so many fucking times because <laughs> like we would fast forward through most of it but sometimes we would just let it go you know, oh, I was going to say, I, I remember exactly how long to wait for, to get past all of the ads and everything when the first title screen comes on, when you see the skyline of New York. How long? And the sun coming up. Uh, I, I, like, I don't really know remember the number, but I remember how long on our VHS player to push fast forward and be like, okay. Okay, like now. Uh, now. Yeah. And, you know, be, be on, on, hit the spot within a couple seconds or something. I remember that. I <laughs> Couldn't tell you how many, how long it was in a time figure, like a number or anything, but I remember the feeling of being like, not yet, not yet, now, okay, and you know, <laughs> and there it is, movie starting, we're going. I was looking it up, and aside from Russell Crowe and Denzel, there's like a few other people in there that I, you know, that we recognize, like uh, William Fichtner, who, or Fichtner, maybe that's how you say his name. He's in a bunch of stuff. He was in like Armageddon and all kinds of stuff. But don't wanna close my eyes. But Kelly Kuoko was in this movie, <coughs> and I guess she must be a little girl or something. I I mean I don't remember her from the trailers, but that just like blew my mind looking at the cast list and seeing her name. But uh, I, that name doesn't ring any bells for me. Kelly, she's uh. Then again, I'm bad with names. Of she's people, Penny so. from The Big Bang Theory, the blonde chick. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, but See, you understand me. You're like, it's the blonde one, idiot. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I know. Like, you, you said the character's name, and I'm still lost. I don't know. Yeah, what I know. About. <clears throat> so, I, I was like trying to like think of like questions to like keep it going in terms of Die Hard. And I, guess, I love. Go ahead. I'm gonna cut you off here because I don't care what you're talking about. I love how John McClane's own police commissioner just throws John under the bus when Simon calls after uh, the first one where he's in Harlem. Well, he's, he's, got, he's just trying to, like, you know. <clears throat> he's got Zeus in there. But no, 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 no. You watch the scene again. He looks directly over at John McClane, and it's just like this piece of shit right here. Toilet we bug. all wish could crawl under. Yeah, toilet bug. That was it. We all wish would crawl under a rock and die. It's just like, ouch. Jesus. <laughs> well, I mean, he on the one hand, like he he feigns not really meaning it because he's just trying to like see if he can like you know coerce coerce Simon into some other kind of deal. But yeah, it's also like the way it, it was a little it was a little honest there. He was being brutally honest there. He's two steps shy of becoming a full blown alcoholic, and John is whispering <laughs> one step, one step. <laughs> Still, one of my greatest lines from that movie. What do you mean your greatest John... lines? You have no lines in that movie. One of one of my favorite lines that is said in the movie, asshole, is when John McClane and Zeus get in the cab, and John's just like, hey, Zeus, and he's just like, no, that's not my name. He's like, that's what the guy said. He said, hey, Zeus. He's like, he was saying, hey, Zeus, my name is Zeus, as in Mount Olympus, God of Thunder, 
fuck with me and I'll shove a lightning bolt up your ass, motherfucker. <laughs> that was my favorite line. It's like, it's like Father that's of the Apollos. Yeah. Yeah, it's the best way to introduce Samuel L. Jackson's character. Just like, look, you can push me, push me too far, and all hell's coming down on you. <laughs> like with the lady on the phone, too. Get off the goddamn phone, woman. <laughs> <laughs> that is... I don't know. There's... I, I found myself nitpicking parts that I had never nitpicked before. Because I guess... Stuff like, that I'm, you didn't notice the first couple times Yeah, or like how quickly Zeus, who is not a cop, who is like an outsider... Literally, like goes from just figuratively being a part of the buddy cop role because he's like a buddy, but he's not a cop, into actually being cop like. Like it's not not like with the woman in the phone thing. Like they they come they make a they make fun of it then because he says like I can get used to that and John's like don't ever you know do that again. But later mm-hmm. on, like after a- after the after the train explosion and they're all like up top recovering. And uh-huh. uh, they're talking to uh, the various, um, like, you know, other, like, cops and people that they know. The, oh, the CIA agents in the van? Well, no, no, not them. Like, they're before that scene, like, when they're all, like, in oh, the okay. ambulances and stuff. And, like, John's talking about how he, like, he still can't hear anything. And there's a part where there's there's a part, or maybe it's later. I just remember there's a part where uh, Zeus looks at, uh, Joe, he's the 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 one cop, the one that like d- does the whole like thing where he tries to save the, the kids at the top. school. Yeah, he's yeah, got the, the flat, flat top, top guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like maybe it's later on in the film, but but at one point Zeus just like refers to him by his last name, but before that he didn't know who any of these people were. And I'm thinking, like real talk, there's no way in hell he's gonna remember all of their names or like let alone their last names. And it's a little thing like well, but you got to think about it though. John McClane probably referred to them by their last name because that's the cop that's thing. That's true. So he was probably yeah, picked up on that. At the same time, like, he was always that's you. At the same time, he was always refer- referring to Ricky by his first name. Uh, I said like Rudy or something else earlier, but it's actually Ricky, the, the guy who gets shot in the train station. Yeah, um, six the, nine nine one. Yeah, the one who played his numbers. Um, yep. I don't know. Like, it's little tiny things like that that like I just found myself because you know I have like such a critic's brain now that I'm like, uh, but. But but at the same time, you just kind of like I wash over it, and I'm like, eh, whatever. I don't How care. about this one for you? I'm gonna, I say I'm gonna blow your mind. It blew my mind when I was watching it last night. And I saw this when John McClane and Zeus are on the bomb in the ship, and John McClane, you know, Zeus drops the pick or whatever. John McClane's out, and so he's looking to try and get something to get Zeus out of there stabs the two things <clears throat> and then hits his handcuffs and, you know, frees him and stuff. And then Zeus jumps off the thing and lands. And his foot's Not all messed 15 up. minutes earlier, he'd been shot in the foot. <laughs> yeah. Just like, but then it's great because he jumps off, takes a step and then goes, it's almost like Samuel Jackson remembered. Oh yeah. My foot's messed up. And so <laughs> you just hear him go, Oh, fuck my foot. <laughs> or, oh, fuck my leg. <laughs> And so it's just watching it, I'm just like, I know Samuel L. Jackson's professional. I think he might have forgotten, though, and then just remembered and just played it off. But it works so well in the movie. But, like, watching it now, I'm just like, I think he fucked up. <laughs> I think he messed up and forgot. And it was like, oh, shit, that's right. 
Because so I was like, because jumping off that thing was pretty high up there. It had to be a good eight foot drop or something. I was just like, yeah, that would hurt. But he took a full step afterwards and then goes, oh, my leg. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> he took a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I don't know. Like I, there are like little bits and pieces here and there, but nothing that I was sort of like morbidly offended by. Um, yeah, it's not a bad... scenes where John's got his gun out and he's looking for something and it pans away to something else, comes back to him, and it's instantly in the holster buttoned up. I'm like, what? Yeah. That's really fast. But, you know, it's an action movie. Like, we're not watching this as, like, you know, a possible Oscar contender. Movie magic. Movie ma- you know what? Do you remember that show? Because remember, remember we briefly had a cable for a while. Remember that Discovery Channel show, Movie Magic? That had, like, the behind-the-scenes special effects mm-hmm. and stuff? I don't remember that one as much. I mean, it sounds familiar, but I, I remember you probably watched it more because you were big into movies more so than I was. So I'm pretty yeah. I, I did watch it all the time, and I remember they, they they had an episode that featured the behind the scenes of how they did the train explosion, and it was it was really cool. Like they because they it was like, I remember that one because you showed me that you were like because they they made like a, you got to watch this one with me. And yeah, was, they, they, yeah, they made a set like it wasn't like a real station, obviously, and then also right. For the they had but like they had those little train those mock breakaway crumble it, ones. It looks like concrete, but it's like just really breakaway. yeah. Just but like the thing that I thought was really cool kind of was stuff. they the thing that I thought was really cool was that they the the end train car was actually sort of detachable and it had wheels on it so that it could swing out and wheel over the platform. Yeah, because um, it almost comes back on itself, right? Yeah, yeah. Basically, it does. But I, although it's I, I thought it was awesome. Like remember watching that, and then like it's also awesome to watch that scene you know, in the movie itself, but I also having like ridden on those trains in New York and, you know, riding the trains here in Boston, I think they go much deeper. So like, it wouldn't really work that well. It wouldn't just roll along the platform, but whatever, I don't care. I'm watching a movie and I'm suspending my belief. Yeah. Suspending disbelief. That's, that's Hollywood. That's movies. That's video games. Very true. Um, I, you know, (laughs) <laughs> From time to time, I make a good point every now and then. You do. Uh, no, but I do like that scene as well because he's got that little, uh, like a rookie subway cop, and he's just like, put your hands up! And Samuel L. Jackson's character is just like, if you're going to shoot me, shoot me, shoot me, but I have to answer that phone! <laughs> and then he's like, oh no, you know, Simon says, you know, it's, there's just, there's something about. Both of you aren't there, and then he's like, Duck. I would get down if I'm y'all. And Samuel Jackson just laid down on the ground. Everyone else is like, what the fuck is he doing? And then, boom. boom. <laughs> There's something about Sam Jackson and whatever he's doing, he gets really wide-eyed. Like, his eyes become uh-huh. bigger, like, when he's uh-huh. really shouting and, like, really yeah. just going for it. And it just, it, it's it always... to the scene. It adds, but it's always, like, in, like, he always does it in, like, like these very, like, iconic standout scenes like whether it's like when he's in the cab and he's screaming McLean's name as they make the jump in Central Park I would I would love to see if there were any takes of him like getting ready for that kind of scene where he does that I'm like I'm wondering if he like if that took a couple takes and like the first couple ones he's not as enthusiastic with yeah. it and then finally he's just like fuck it throw it to the wind I'm just going all for it and he gets that wide eyed almost sometimes as well if you watch it's either his left or his right eye I can't remember it almost gets a little small twitch to it towards the end of it. I'm just like, oh, I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I know that twitch. I've had it on several occasions. I know 
I know how you're feeling, bud. <laughs> Here's the other thing, Drew, about this movie. Great movie, but are you aware that it only it's only one day? Yeah. That is the longest day with the most shit crammed into it ever. Not only that, but having... Three bombings and a chase through a tunnel. It, yeah, it, yeah, it's But hold lot. on. It gets better. Not only that, but having lived up in the Northeast for several years and having been to New York, and not just New York, but like outside of New York, to, to many, like the, the, the rainy road chase they do with the Russians um, in the truck. Yeah, you get like three different seasons in they're, this movie. It's all in, one day. That is on, they, they make a reference to it, but they're on the, uh, and also geographically it makes no sense based on where they were coming from, but they're on what's called the Merritt Parkway, which comes uh-huh. into New York from Connecticut. And it's like a major uh, thoroughway, like traffic wise for like uh, people who essentially like, you know, commute into the city for work and that sort of thing. And so they, they move, not only do they like do a lot, but they like geographically move around a lot in a single day. Like it's fit. Like they, they make, they make comment about it. Like with the whole, like, you know, trying to get 90 blocks in so many minutes and going through central park and all that kind of stuff. Like they literally, well, see, but that early stuff I can believe though, because it takes them a while, but they, 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 but but then like at the last half, last, yeah, that's the thing. Like jumping around, like they, they acknowledge it. They acknowledge it early on. And then like towards the end, they like jump around a lot. And it's, and having been to a lot of those places and like driven on the Merritt Parkway, I'm like, there's no fucking way. <laughs> you don't have a car. This is you didn't impossible. drive. I've driven on it and not my car and other people's cars, but I know that it takes. You don't know how to drive. Yes, Stop I do. Lying. Yes, I okay, do. Okay, fine. I have my driver's license. I have my Massachusetts driver's license. But it's Immigrant. Just, it's just it's one of those like it it takes me a little out of it because i think like there's no way like or even like yeah they mostly there's no fucking way they they were unless the first like the first chunk of the movie that they're actually pretty smart they actually stick to filming in actual areas that geographically make sense for where they're moving around and then after that sort of just jumps around well it seems almost like like you said the the director for this movie he came back for the third one and it was like you know he didn't necessarily want to be there, but that made the group, the movie a little bit better because he's kind of like, well, let's see what I can get away with because I don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, you the know, other kind thing, of feeling. The, the other thing too is is that this but movie. But it seemed like that. It seemed like that at the end because he's like, oh, we're in New York. Blah, blah, blah. Now it's out a fucking boat. And it's just like what? Yeah. But no. But that's, that's the thing. Like they um the the original script for this movie was was literally sold or pitched and sold to studios as an another movie entirely it was like called Simon says and basically the first chunk of the movie all about like Simon like before like Simon reveals himself and you see like the whole Wall Street plot that was like the original basis for this and then they mm-hmm. like John McTiernan and Bruce Willis saw it and they thought we could like co-opt this into a good Die Hard story and so that's literally what happened like they I mean. Uh, it was great. I mean, it does great for the film, but it's literally the worst game of Simon Says ever in, in all of mankind. Yeah. But like, I mean, that scared me. I'm just like, I don't want to play Simon Says because I'll get some fucker like Simon or whatever or Hans Gruber's brother, and then I'm fucked. Have you ever seen the uh, the original ending? The what? I brought you a present. Present? Christmas present. I'm sure you've seen these before. It's a Chinese rocket launcher. I'm going to play a little game. Remember your game Simon Says? Well, now we're going to play McLean Says. Here's how the game works. 
I ask you some questions. As long as you answer them, you don't have to pull the trigger. But you've removed the directional arrows and the sights. How do we know which way it will fire? That's what makes a game so exciting. Here we go. McLean says, a plane crashes on the Texas-Oklahoma border. Where do they bury the survivors? You don't bury the living. Very good. You can turn that whenever you want. McLean says a cowboy rides 18 hours into town and 18 hours back, all on Sunday. How does he do that? The horse is called Sunday. Very good. McLean says three years ago I busted two robbery suspects. The youngest was the father, the other one's son. How the fuck does that work? You're a husband and wife. Very good. Practicing. Here comes the bonus round. Good guy and a bad guy are sitting in a bar. The bad guy brings a bottle of brandy. Good guy brings a bomb. Only problem is the bad guy neglects to bring something that could have saved his life. What does he forget? What does he forget, Simon? What does he forget, Simon? The antidote to the brandy. Oh, I'm sorry, man. It's the wrong fucking answer. Game over. Push the trigger. Press the trigger, Simon. Make up your mind and press the trigger, Simon. Oh, yes. Forgot his flag jacket. That's what he forgot. Okay. There, there, there's a different ending. It's on YouTube. It, but long story short, the original ending was... Uh, you know they're they're off the boat has exploded they're offshore they're all hanging out you know getting picked up and stuff and they he tells McLean to go call his wife and they give him a quarter and he does and and that that's basically how that scene ended like he calls his wife excuse me and uh-huh. then like it fast forwards like a few months and they're in I think they're in Russia or something or in Germany and McLean has tracked down Simon to this uh-huh. like bar. And they sit there, and he's like, they, they like play a little game of Simon says, but McLean is like doing it, and Simon answers, and he gives some kind of mostly correct answer, but he doesn't say Simon says or whatever. So McLean, and I'm I'm not making this up. What he did was he left. He brought like a a, a rocket launcher or something, but uh-huh. he, it was like set up so that it would like it would jam and explode and he left it there. So he just walks off and Simon says, fuck this. I'm going to blow this asshole up, picks it up and blows himself up. Like this is legitimately the original ending of this film. And they filmed it and realized this is Hang so on, I'm watching it now out of left field. Yeah. It's, it's on YouTube. Yeah. In some kind of bar. What in the world? Oh, let's see here. Got a nice bottle of some kind of liquor on this table. Oh my god! This is, but this is like so. I understand why they didn't put this in the movie though. Just watching this, it's like so. It feels far so different. From... Yeah. Like even that, like they, they, the angles and like the way, like the what they're doing, like it just, it feels like they're trying to super cop, uh, McLean up again. Yeah, and, and like the fact that John McClane shows up in a nice sports coat and a scarf, it's like that's not John McClane. He'd show up in a wife beater and a you know burned shirt or something. Oh, oh yeah, it's like 
roulette or whatever with the the rocket launcher. Oh no, he is Simon was calling his bodyguard, and John McClane has the phone. That's great though. That's what I loved about this movie. It was like John McClane. You know, he's like, what? Is, what was it? When I said earlier, Nils, 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 you can come up now. And he's like, attention, attention, Nils is dead, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same but thing yeah, with the first it, movie, it, with the first like, Die Hard. He yeah. gets on the radio and he's like, hey. <laughs> but it's, it's so out of character. Like, And I'm so glad they did not use this ending because... It's, it's very strange. I'm watching it. Like, yeah. The fact that John McClane can just sit down at a table with him. No, John McClane would not just sit down at a table with the bad guy. He'd walk in and say, hey, dickhead, and then blow his brains out. <laughs> That's John McClane in my mind. He's just, I'm tired. I have a headache. I want to get this done with, you know. But, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, they, 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 this kind of stuff happens all the time. But Yeah. yeah. You see a lot of alternate endings or different scenes, deleted scenes. I like watching deleted scenes from movies. I definitely want to buy this DVD. I just rented it on Amazon to watch it again real fast since we were going to talk about it. I definitely want to buy the DVD, though, and see if there are any deleted scenes like this one or I got, anything. I got so. the Blu-ray. There's, like, special features and stuff on it. I didn't I didn't go through all of them, so I didn't see if there were deleted scenes or not. But, yeah, like, I mean, obviously there's this alternate ending, which I'm sure is on there. But, yeah. I wouldn't it, be surprised. I, and I do, I do, and like also, it's like you said earlier, like this takes place in one day, and the alter, the the ending they went with, which like still has it in that same day, at the same time, it's a lot. It also, well, it's at it's at night though. You can obviously it's tell at night, it's closer but yeah, to it's midnight. like it's it's still like because in the same in day, Quebec but they're tired, and it's yeah, they're in uh they're in uh Canada, yeah, like well, just that's com- that's liter- Quebec asshole. Yes, I know, like, but literally like north of the border, it's like what the hotel is and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, like it's, I thought it said. Something about Quebec. I don't know. I could be making it. No, they're they're, they're like, you know, literally. Yeah, you're right. Anyway. Yeah, no, I I was a big fan of this. this okay, I got to stop watching this because this is too weird. I don't <laughs> like this. It's different and I hate it. I like I liked that original ending, especially when, you know, they're just like, oh, we got 10 minutes to Nova Scotia. And it's just like, no rush. I'm gonna go have sex with this crazy blonde chick that killed her own husband. Was she the wife of that one of Lurch? Was she the wife of him? I thought she, they had mentioned that earlier. She wasn't in the film. his wife. She was. Well, she. Oh no, Lurch. Yeah, uh, Targo. She was. Lurch, Targo, his, whatever. The big tall guy. His. I don't know if it was his. They were married, but they were definitely a couple. But then Simon was like yeah. boinking her on the side, and. Yeah, because she like looks right at Simon points a gun at him and then points it back at Targo and then just puts five rounds in him. It's just like, okay. And then back at the <clears throat> warehouse in Canada or whatever, he's like, not a rush walks up the stairs in his room. And she like attacks him like a freaking cheetah. And then they're going humpity gaga. And then John McClane's like, Hey, I didn't run her up to anything. Did I? She's shooting out the window. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined my goddamn good evening. I was going to get laid asshole. <laughs> Get him out of here. Where are you going? Try and get his attention. 
idea. Canada could be this much fun. Just give me something to shoot at. Come on, hot shot. Show me that smiling face. such a good movie i can't believe we're very at- good movie but that being said the ending does get very super cop like the very very ending where simon's in the helicopter with crazy blonde haired chick and and john mcclain's just like give me something to shoot at show me that pretty smile the man has an lmg or an mg whatever he's got a machine gun belt fed machine gun but he's not shooting it he's not shooting it and john mcclain's running around the parking lot like an idiot I'm like, there's no cover for him. I'm like, how are you not just, I mean, from another great line from Targo, from Lurch, quit toying with him and kill him. But, but, but that kind of makes like sense. That's Simon's character. That's not Simon's character. Yeah, Simon you know, he wants, wants to, toy to mess with him. with him. Yeah. But it ends up becoming his downfall. Yeah, but the whole, well, I guess John McClane shot the electrical wire that was attached to the sign. It didn't necessarily blow them up it forced them to move out of the way and they hit the pole and then blew up. So it wasn't really the electrical wire. It makes you think it's the electrical wire, but it's not. They hit that pole and then end up hitting the rotor blade around it and stuff like that and then blowing up. I mean, so, all that all that matters in terms of Die Hard is that you had the ending explosion and you had John saying, yippee-yay, motherfucker. Like, that's... Seriously, that's the thing, too. Like, all these first original three movies, the first three movies of the series. Well, okay, in the first one, when does John McClane... Say that classic line, yippee Kaye, motherfucker. I don't At remember. what point in the movie does he say it? Because in, in this one, in, with a vengeance, he doesn't say it until two hours into the movie. I know he says it in Die Harder <sighs> when he lights the fluid, the plane, uh, the leaking uh That's at the very line. end, though. Yeah. That's at the very end. I don't know when the hell he says it in the first one, actually, now that I think about it. It might be at the very end when he kicks, uh, what's his name, out of the window. Well, yeah, but then he's holding on to his wife. True, true. I can't remember. I haven't seen the first one in a while because obviously it's not Christmas, so I only watch it around Christmas time because it's the greatest Christmas movie ever. That is but true. I need to I need to rewatch it. Um, yeah, but it was just like, but then you watch like in four and five, he's saying it like thirty minutes in. I'm just like, now nah, you're trying too hard with this one. Like that. No, that was okay. the thing I noticed. I was just like, you know, John McClane. Two hours into this movie, it's a Die Hard movie, and everyone associates Die Hard with. Yippee! Kaye, motherfucker. He doesn't no. say it until two hours into the movie. No, in the first, I found it in the first one. He doesn't say it towards the end. He says it during the radio conversations with Hans Gruber. Like, I thought I told all of you I want radio silence until further. Oh, I'm very sorry, Hans. I didn't get that message. Maybe you should have put it on the bulletin board. But I figured since I waxed Tony and Marco and his friend here, I figured you and Carl and Franco might be a little lonely, so I wanted to give you a call. 
How does he know so much about this? This is very kind of you. I assume you are our mysterious party crasher. You are most troublesome. For a security guard? Sorry, Hans, wrong guess. Would you like to go for double jeopardy where the scores can really change? Oh, these are very bad for you. Who are you, then? Just a fly in the ointment, Hans. The monkey in the wrench. The pain in the ass. Check on all the others. Don't use the radio. See if he's lying about Marco and find out if anyone else is missing. Mr. Mystery Guest. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Unless you want to open a front door for me. Uh, no, I'm afraid not. But you have me at a loss. You know my name, but who are you? Just another American who saw too many movies as a child. Another orphan of a bankrupt culture who thinks he's John Wayne, Rambo, Marshall Dillon. I was always kind of partial to Roy Rogers, actually. I really like those sequined shirts. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? yippee ki motherfucker. Because he calls but him... That's... He starts that's calling more him than cowboy. Through the movie. Yeah, he yeah, starts calling more than him cowboy. The movie, yeah, that's right. So I mean, that's still a while in. Like, but I think I'm I think it's sure in the fourth I, one I, he says it like within the first thirty minutes or whatever. Yeah, but that's also because it's like recognition. Like people like recognize that as being a part of Die Hard and this this whole like character thing. So like they want to see that shit. So they like show it as early as possible to make people happy. Yeah, but I mean that's kind of that's playing up to it. That's not that's not the spirit of the original movies. No, he's, it's not. Which is why he the, says the it later. And it's like fifth movies are shit. That's why they're not in the trilogy. Exactly. Exactly. God, I'm starting to sound like you now. This is scary. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like I noticed that when watching it. He said it at the end of the movie, two hours in, and I was just like, he hasn't said that this movie this whole entire time, and I was just like, yeah. But you think Die Hard series, number one thing people are going to say is yippee-ki-yay-mf. I'm trying to cut down on my swearing, apparently, since it's a problem. So, you know. <laughs> oh, this is still going to be an explicit podcast, probably. Oh, I know. I'm, I mean, I just don't want to, you know, heaven forbid if my daughter finds these and listens to them. God almighty. If they're even still in existence at that point. Ava, I love you, sweetie. You're, the, you're my princess and my shining star, but don't repeat what daddy says. I mean, at the same time, like, you know, the title of this podcast is UPI Kaye, whatever. We took out the swear words, so it's fine. Oh, that's nice. Mother, whatever. UPI Kaye, whatever. No, it's got to be UPI Kaye, mother, whatever. No, it's just whatever. You're whatever. It's too many words at that point. Your mom. <laughs> it's your mom. That was your insult you kept throwing at me like four years ago, <laughs> so don't start. All right. <laughs> I'd come back at you, and you just go, yeah, well, your mom. I'm like, that's it's the same woman. <laughs> but it just it made you so unhappy, which is why I kept doing it. It still makes me unhappy. It hurt me to say that. <laughs> <coughs> Looks like it hurt you, too. Are you okay? Should I'm I good. call a doctor? Nope, I'm Laura. good. Laura. Laura. We're CPR. good. Stat. No, we're I get, good. I can get Molly to give you mouth to mouth. How about that? No, she tries every day, but that's not going to happen. You know where your tongue's been, right? 
Yes, I do. I see her lick her own ass every day. Hey, someone's got to clean it. Actually, she hasn't been doing it as much recently. She's getting old. I have to clean it for her. She's going to start dragging her butt across your carpet. She, well, luckily, we don't have that much carpet, so she doesn't really... Ooh. She was never really an ass dragger. You're going to have a, some some brown stain on your wood floor. That's not stain. That's poop. Well, we've we've hit the hour mark, and I'm not going to have to cut out too much, so I think I think we're good. Except for that one part where my dogs went batshit crazy. Well, but, I, I can cut that out, and you let them out. It's fine. Okay. So now, I mean, at this point, it's we are literally only going to do this once a year. So we're oh, yeah. we're not going to talk about Die Hard with a Vengeance again until a year from now. I might reference so, it every once in a while. With do you a have, here's one thing I did want to conclude with, which is because we're only doing this once a year, uh-huh. it, I thought it would be kind of fun to make a prediction. Uh, it could be a prediction about what you think about the movie. Know. Or about the other movies, or about anything else. Like just, just because we won't be returning to this until a year later, it'd be kind of fun to make a prediction. So then, a year from now, we can make fun of how wrong we were, or how wrong you were. Is this a time capsule or a podcast, Andrew? What is it? It's it's both. Okay, whatever, idiot. Go on. What's your what's your thing? No, I'm asking you. What's your? You may make something up. I would because it stuck with me the most. I am gonna look up, find out. And then relatively in about a month's time, forget, and then do it again when we watch this thing, when we watch it next year. I want to look up and see if Samuel L. Jackson did actually forget that his leg was supposed to be injured when he jumped down <laughs> from the bomb. And then remember it halfway through walking to the stairs and be like, oh, fuck my leg. I mean, it's just the line he delivers. I'm just like, I bet he forgot. <laughs> I bet he forgot his leg was injured. I, I mean... I would like to see the, you know, read up on that and see if that was the case or if it's just figment of my imagination. So I don't know. What's yours? Mine is, I, I made it. I made. I was making a strong point about how, like, since I moved up here, I've like been to New York. I've been to a lot of the locations that they filmed at, and like, you know, I, I've. Since, Andrew, please no, do not bomb Wall no, Street. No, no, Jesus Christ, no. I've, um, okay, I've, I'm just I've, saying. I've I love see, you, and I don't no, want to see shut, you in jail. Kevin, shut up. Um, I've I, I've seen how like far apart a lot of it is, and like I can both recognize that they they are try they try to be accurate about that at the beginning of the film, and then like later on they're like, ah, oh, fuck it, I don't care. I wonder yeah. if I will give as much of a shit about that as I do now a year from now. I have a feeling that I won't. Then again, I'm gonna be in New York for work a couple of times before we record this, so maybe I will. Who knows. True, but with the same standpoint on that, though, there's probably a whole lot more people in New York now than there was 25 years ago. That being said, it's still one of the heavily populated areas or cities in the United States. Have you been there? No. Um, I'm a Texan. I don't go to New York. I'm a Texan, but I've gone to New York. You live in Boston. <laughs> you're like that. You're like the prodigal son. We're just like, when yeah, you... you know... He's finding himself. I don't know when you, what he's going to say. When you guys, whenever you you all bring you come visit and bring him or whatever, we if it's a long enough trip, we might take swing down and take a train trip to to New York. Might as well. You'll be up here. So, two different cities and two different states are connected by a train. Trains are a lot more 
necessary and workable up here than they are down in Texas. Do you have mole people up there that like live down there in those tunnels? I'm no idea. Um, maybe... You should look into that. How many holes do you have underneath the city? Is it going to collapse one day? Hope not. I hope so too. I like my brother. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and stop recording. Mm-hmm.